When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to a Voice, Voices of Vic podcast with me, Ben Ayton. And I'm, this week I'm joined by Tom Wicks from the Golden Pages fanzine. Tom, how are you doing, mate? Evening, Ben. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, it's lovely, uh, lovely game yesterday, wasn't it? It's got a smile on my face again. It's nice to do these when we talk about victories, isn't it? Like you've been on many times before, and I think more than more so than not, you've, we've spoken about defeats um, or disappointing performances. So it's nice to actually have you on where we're talking about positive win for Watford and also a victory on Graham Taylor's match day and academy players shining through and maybe earning the three points for Watford. We, we'll discuss this. Um, in this episode. But yeah, Watford moved up to third in the table with a 2-0 win at home against Blackpool on Graham Taylor's match day. It's been six years since the greatest ever Watford manager sadly passed away. Um, Tom, just come to you quickly uh, on this. Graham Taylor, what a man, what a legend. Um, Not take away the football side of him, but as a man as well. So many people have got so many nice words about him. And I think... If I remember rightly, we've had you on before talking about Graham Taylor. And did you have a story of when he did he write to a family member of yours? Is that right? No, no, it was mine. Was um, I had an encounter with him at, at Hemel Station? Yeah, that's it. A bit of a surprise encounter, and yeah, just a, a lovely bloke. And you know, nowadays in football, you you don't get many uh, many football people that will give you the time of day if you're a fan. But you know, myself and you know, you've heard many, many other Watford fans that have had like wonderful experiences and encounters with him. And I think it just goes to show what a decent, kind, caring man he was. Um, and it, yeah, he's, he's sorely missed. Yeah. Um, and it, he would have enjoyed yesterday, um, especially seeing how many youngsters were in and around that first team. And to see a, a, a youngster of the name of Toby Adiemu scoring on his day before four minutes it was only on the pitch for um but it, he showed more than four minutes than what back in did for 60 odd minutes um but we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute but Tom did you notice as well when um obviously it was a Graham Taylor match day when Buddy Holly 
song was playing, Raining in My Heart. Did you notice it just started raining at that point as well? <laughs> yeah, it's fun, isn't it? It's, um, yeah, <laughs> some, it some coincidences from that day, yeah. Definitely. But um, yeah, um, the lineup, a few people were scratching their heads with this lineup, and I was like, I don't really see where it, where everyone's going to fit in. It was a, a makeshift side. We've got lots of injuries still. But there was a return of Hamza Chowdhury in that middle of the midfield. Um, so it was Daniel Batman in goal, Ngakia, Trusikon, Siriota, Kafkart, Morris, Chowdhury, Gaspar, Kone got his home debut, Saar and Bakun Bio. Uh, not much to really pick from, really, from Slav. I think he picked his strongest 11 to what it was he had available. But what did you make of that starting lineup? Did you think that was enough to get those three points against a struggling Blackpool team? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, I've, I've spoken about the sort of strength of our squad on paper from the start of the season. You know, there's a couple of names that have been added to that as well. And we've got players like Morris coming in. I've, I've been really impressed with Morris. Um, I'm sure we'll, we'll go on to talk about him later. But there were, there were a lot of good individual performances, but there was much more team cohesion. Um, and it may, I don't know whether it's it's bad that it's it's taken a, an injury crisis that we've had to to get that far but we, we seem there seems to be a bit of team spirit there um and yeah it, it was quite weakened from our strongest lineup but I, I thought at the start of the day particularly with blackpool's horrendous run of form that they're in <laughs> uh, i think i think you you guys tweeted um early on in the early on in the week to say that there were there were nine games without a win up steps watford to to help them out but yeah fortunately that wasn't the case this time as, as it usually is isn't it yeah Watford tend to be that side that just gifts opposition wins when they've been on a massive losing streak and it, yeah it was nine consecutive um or yeah nine consecutive winless games wasn't it for Blackpool and Blackpool being second bottom as well and you just knew they'd rock up to Vicarage Road injury hit side 14 injuries and a suspension that they'll probably turn Watford over on a day, but thankfully the players showed up. And you're talking about there about the the team connection and the team spirit. Watford fans have not really had much of a connection to this team, but having these youngsters in and around the team and representing our club, having some local lads in there, it's brought that connection back. It's funny what this football club does to us. One week we feel so disconnected and then, after yesterday, we are like we're delighted with what we saw in the pitch by the academy boys. But that's what we've missed, isn't it? It's it's having those youngsters coming through our academy, representing this football club, and actually putting in a shift as well. I think that's been a criticism we've had for quite a lot of the season. You know, we um, in terms of the um, the level of commitment, perhaps, and the the hard work of, of the sides. We we experienced games like Luton. At home, and then you know we've had some absolute aberrations as well, and it looks as though it's a bit of a lack of effort. I know that's that's unlikely to be the case for sort of professional footballers at this at this stage, but it certainly felt like that. And I mean, t- talking of the academy, it, it's in Watford's DNA. Coming back to the Graham Taylor Memorial Day, it's 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 what he built, and it's just been something that has been missing under the Potsos. Um, we've we've seen some incredible. South American youngsters um, and some some real talent from from the continent and beyond, but we've all, we've been missing that that academy player or academy players coming in and being given a chance, and, and we kind of been fed 
um, a bit of a narrative that perhaps our academy isn't the strongest or that's not the focus. But it just goes to show that the players that, young players that have, have been raised in the Watford system, they come through with hunger. You could tell how much it meant to Adeyemo yesterday when he scored. It, it was beautiful, like seeing Wheeler away. He didn't know what to do. His head in, head in his hands. He run, run over to, to Jack Greaves, the other um, academy debutant. And yeah, it, it was just, it was a really nice, I'm getting goosebumps just sort of thinking about that yeah. moment. Um, and that's something we can all have a connection to. These, these are players and people that we can relate to growing up down the road or have been going to, you know, the Harefields Academy or, or whatever. And they feel it. It, it, Watford's in their heart and you don't get that, that sense with some of the, some of the um, international signings that come in. Some of them do, some of them don't. Um, but yeah, that that was that was great to see. And um, one thing I noticed, I, I hung around on purpose after the final whistle just to just to take it all in. And obviously, you know, it's great vibes when we win a game. Um, but that, every, as far as I'm aware, every player did the lap of honour. Um, but the thing that really struck me was Adiemo. He went the entire <laughs> front row of the rookery and he high fived everyone, all the little kids. And you imagine how much of a boost that must be for him and all the interviews that you saw from him after the game. He seemed such a humble kid and he said it was a dream come true. So I'm, I'm, I'm really chuffed for him. And I hope, I hope that he knows that it's just the beginning and that he's not, he's not made it. I, don't, I didn't get that sense from the interviews, but it, it could be the start of a, of a great career, whether that's at Watford or beyond. But this is what we should be doing. These are the sort of, sort of players that should come through. They're not going to be gems like, um, like Espria. Um, you know, he's 18 or 19 now and he, he looks amazing. These are all going to be rough diamonds. They're going to need time. They're going to need to make mistakes. They're going to need to have the time to make mistakes. Um, and I just hope that continues um, with, you know, Greaves, Adeyemo, Blake as well. That's that's very highly touted. So, yeah, I was, I was absolutely delighted for, for, the, for them all. I felt so happy for Adiemo when he when he found the back of the net after that as well, and I think everyone inside Vicarage Road was just delighted for him. And they didn't like if 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 anyone was going to score at that moment, we all would have put our money on Adiemo that we wanted to score. And to see his reaction after he scored, running over to Greaves, like he he didn't know what to do. He couldn't believe he scored. Like putting his hands on his head, seeing his like his best mate in the corner. And it was just such a special moment, and it, it was fantastic to see. We've not had a moment like this for ages. Well, since what was it? I saw um, Andrew French put up um, a tweet yesterday. The last academy player to score in his debut was Dominic Blizzard back in two thousand and four. Um, so Watford haven't had a, a Debutant um, academy player score on their debut since two thousand and four, which is it's ridiculous. It's nineteen years ago. Um, and it's just great to see. And like you say, he's so humble, so grounded. And I don't think this would go to his head either. Um, but he, he made an instant impact when he came off the bench, Tom. Like, Bio's performance is frustrating. And he should have got a goal in that early in the second half when Saw cut the ball back to him. And he hit it straight at Maxwell in the Blackpool goal. And he should have done a lot better. The moment A.D. Amon came onto a pitch, he held the ball up, dribbled it, released it, found a yellow shirt, and that was all within two minutes of being on the pitch. That was before he scored that goal. So that would have given him confidence straight away. 
but he showed more in those four minutes than what Bio did in the whole 60 minutes. And while we're talking about Bio as well, you wouldn't have liked the way he went off the pitch there as well, Tom, would you? Um, seeing the reaction, he saw his number. It looked like he threw his toys out of pram. He didn't like that he was being replaced by an academy guy thinking that he's the £5 million man. He should be the one staying on the pitch to provide the goals for Watford. But he got shown up yesterday, didn't he, Tom? Well, I've got a bit of um, sympathy for, for Bio. Um, I mean... <sighs> He's he's a very frustrating player to watch because the ball just doesn't stick with him. If you're a lone man up front, you need to be able to hold the ball up to bring other players in. And he just looks very clumsy. But equally, he does pop up with some goals. And in, in you know in the box, his positioning is very good. You know, on another day, he could have scored that that pullback from Saar. Um, yeah, as I said, he's, he's just he's very very frustrating to watch, but. I mean, this is an opportunity for him um, in Davis's absence. He's got some games now where he probably thought that he's not going to have much competition up front. Um, and I, and I, I can see why, why he was frustrated. Um, he's one of these players that will pop up, you know, it will have a bad game and then pop up with a goal at the end. We've seen it from most of his most of the games that he's played. Um, he's a very... very yeah, it's 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 a he's a player that's tough to watch, and you always feel as though you can get better from him. But as I said, his, his positioning is quite good um, in the box. But I, I I don't I don't think he gives us enough for him to be considered um, to, to to challenge Davis really. And the 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 sentiment that we've we've seen throughout this season um, as Watford fans is that. We face less talented teams on paper, but hard work will always beat talent where talent doesn't work hard. And you've got players like Adeyemo. He's, you know, he's far from the, the finished article, it, but he was running. He was running, run his heart off, run his socks off. And he got his reward there just after just four minutes. And it's, it's, it can't be an easy, easy job. You, 17 year old kid, you're coming in to lead the line of a, of a side that's expected to be right up there in the, you know, amongst the promotion candidates. So um, I, I hope he, he, he gets more of a chance. I'm not sure whether he's necessarily ready for a start, but I hope that he's becomes more, um, becomes more of a figure in this first team and get, can get the chance to get minutes. Well, he's given himself a great platform to build on now, hasn't he? Yeah, I, I don't I agree. I don't think he's anywhere near, the standard that you need to start games in the championship yeah like he's still learning isn't he he's still learning his trade he's a second year scholar still um last month he was on loan at Hitchin Town um and and now he's coming off the bench scoring against Blackpool so he's came a long way um in his rise at Watford Football Club he's also I think he's eligible to play for Nigeria as well which is one to watch in the future um you know Watford love Nigerian players in there um, starting lineup, um, but ADA moves actually his goal makes him the eighth youngest scorer in Watford's history, demoting wow. um, John Barnes down to the ninth on the list. Um, and he's actually turns eighteen in March. Tom, can you remember what you was doing when you were seventeen? <laughs> well, I wouldn't have been ready to to uh, to play for Watford. <laughs> put it like that. You might have found me in uh, in a few bars in in Central Watford, um, yeah. but yeah. It, it, yeah, again, just to come back to that that interview, such a such a humble kid, and you can't help but you know 
take to him immediately after after those interviews and, and hearing about it being a dream come true for him. Just br- brilliant stuff. It was. Um, but also there was other academy players that got onto a pitch yesterday. We'll talk about one now. I think you mentioned at the very start of the podcast, James Morris. He, he seems to be growing with each game. Each 90 minutes getting under his belt, he looks like he's improving. Um, at Norwich away, I thought he was shaky at the start. I thought he was playing some wayward overhit crosses, but he he steadied his nerves and improved as the game went on. I thought yesterday he was terrific. And if anything, he he was maybe a joint man of a match for me with a couple other players, maybe like Cohen H and Saar and Cathcart. I thought all four of them was outstanding. But James Morris... He's really taken this opportunity, hasn't he? He's he stepped up. Um, Hassan Kamara, four-match uh, game, uh, suspension. No problem. James Morris has came in. Last two league games he's had, he's had two clean sheets as well. He's just going from strength to strength, isn't he, Tom? Yeah, he's, he's another one that's a very likeable kid and very level-headed from from the interviews that you see. And it, it just goes, goes back to what I said earlier. You know, you, you get players that... They're not going to be the finished article, the polished gem straight away, but they're going to need time. And as you as you mentioned there, you know he's had a, he's had a few wobbly periods, but he was very good yesterday. Um, and you can just see his confidence grow. You know he's had a start against Norwich, and he's you know one of the one of the favourites. Um, and then playing at home, starting at home to Blackpool, and I, I thought he was brilliant. He was he was good going forwards, and he bottled up Josh Bowler, who's you know a, a very yeah. highly rated Black Blackpool winger. Um, I, th- I thought he did very well. He, oh, there's clearly room for improvement there. Um, I think his, his crossing could could do with a bit more work. And um, similarly, sort of defensively, he, he, yeah, he, was, he was great going forwards. Um, but you know, these are all these are all things that these players are going to need to get, improve on throughout their career. So, I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm not sure whether Kamara comes straight back into this team. That's the got... next question. Does it give Billich a bit of a headache now? Like, obviously, before Morris's performances, you'd think Kamara would walk straight back into his side. Now I'm thinking it would be quite harsh to drop Morris after the performances he's put in. Would you maybe just keep him in for a Rotherham game? Just give him a bit more, another 90 minutes at home against a, a side down the lower end of the table before we travel up to Middlesbrough and maybe bring Kamara back to Middlesbrough? Yeah, I mean, I've, I think I've got rose-tinted glasses like like most of us uh, with it, with regards to Morris. And, you know, I mean, he didn't come up, come up through the academy, but he's, he's, he was brought in as a youngster from Southampton. So, yeah, I, I certainly think he's, he's good value for, a, um, you know, to, to hold that position. But I guess, you know, we're not seeing in training how he, how he matches up to Kamara, who's, you know, he's got bundles of experience compared to, compared to Morris. It, 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 yeah, it would be completely Billich's decision and, and I, I can see reasons for both I'd like to see for romantic reasons for for Morris to to keep keep going in in that side and to get a really a chance to really push on and cement himself as the the starting fullback in um in, in this side I, I think he's, he's good enough he's got the he's got the tools uh it's just whether he's he's going to get the time to as I said to make the mistakes and to improve and for his confidence if he keeps on you know keeps on building um in terms of his performances, his confidence, every part of his game that, that he's he's done in the, the short period of time he's been in this team, you know, we've got a decent player there. Yeah, Especially when um when Kamara goes back to, to Udinese as, as will likely happen at some point. Yeah, I, th- I think he's a great understudy for Kamara. I don't think he's he's maybe there yet 
Um, I, and like you say, experience as well. I, I think I'd rather Kamara to start games in the championship than James Morris. But James Morris has, has done himself no harm at all in these four games where he's stepped up. And he's really stepped up as well. He's improving with each game. And, and I'm excited to see how he does in his career. Um, like you say, not just Watford, his footballing career, because it, he seems such a likeable guy and he just wants to learn and gets his head down and he's he's really performing at the moment. So hats off to him. Um, another young guy, um, Tom, I'm not sure. Did you go to the Reading FA Cup game? No, I didn't, no. no. So this would have been your first opportunity to watch in Kone as well. What was, what did you make of Kone's um, performance? I, I, I love watching him. I thought he... For his age, he looks quite a mature player. Yeah, he's an he's he's a very interesting player. Um, he, he looks very sharp. I, I thought, you know, coming from the um, from MLS, um, I think it was, was it MLS from Toronto. Um, he might take a bit of time to warm up to the the championship physicality, if nothing else. Um, but yeah, I think I thought he looked very sharp. He was playing quite advanced and um, he wasn't afraid to have a shot as well. Um, he looks very agile, sort of low centre of gravity and he can carry the ball. And, I, you know, he was, he was involved in a lot of the good attacking play yesterday. Yeah, I, I like his first thought when he got the ball was to pass the ball forward and he actually played progressive football and cut them open a few times as well. And his, his ball over the top to find Martins where he was brought down for a penalty as well was superb just dinked it over pinpoint accuracy and it, it, it perfect weight on it for Martins to run onto the end of it. And I thought, cool, we got a player here. If he can pick up balls like that in his first league home game at Watford at the age of, is he 19 maybe? Then we've got some hell of a player on our hands. And, and like you say, I would have expected him to maybe struggle straight away. Just you need time to adapt coming over to a new continent, new league. But he, he just took it to like duck to water and I, it's really promising. I, I, I do like the look of him. Um, I mentioned him there. Martins came on as well for his debut, the guy online from Indonesia via Fluminese. Um, he he looks a player as well, doesn't he? He looks very direct. Yeah, I mean, there, there is obviously the caveat of we've only seen him for, well, Martins for 45 minutes. <clears throat> Excuse me, um, Kone for you know a game and an FA Cup game, so there's there's time for them to improve. But yeah, he looks he looked really sharp. Um, he was so dangerous on the break as well, as you mentioned there that you know the Kone ball through. Um, I think his yeah, boy, he was instrumental in um, Adiemo's goal, wasn't it? His 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 shot was parried by the keeper um, into Adiemo's path, and yeah, he just showed a lot a, a lot of promise there. I, I keep on relating players and, and comparing them, but he did remind me a bit of Cucho with his um, quite stocky, low centre of gravity. Got a burst of burst of speed, and it, like he's got a real sort of stinging shot. Um, not much kind of backlift on it. Um, so yeah, he, I think he'll be pleased with his debut, and we'll look to cook on, uh, look to build on that and um, and improve it. And I, I think he'll, he's worthy of a. Well, it seems to be as though he's expected to be a starter or, well, certainly a starter now, but push on for one of the, the strongest 11 spots. Yeah, also had blonde hair like Kucho as well. I thought that's where you was going to go, with blonde yeah. hair. 
tan skinned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you're right. He had the same stocky build. He's quite small as well. But I, I was expecting more pace out of him. But he, when he did get on the ball, he showed a bit of pace. But I was expecting him to be a bit more quicker. I, I, I don't know why, but it, it was still effective enough. Um, one thing I did notice, though, it, it didn't look like he wanted to do the defensive side of the game. Um, and, and it left Ferreira a bit open on, on the right-hand side a few times. And I thought... He, he needs to improve on that side of his game. But it, look, he was literally in the country for about two days prior to starting yesterday because he had to sort out his work permit, go back to Brazil, then go to Italy and an ACB revealed there, come back to Watford and then played. But yeah, that's probably a bit harsh for me to point that thing out. And I know he'll probably improve on it, but um I just like that he's bringing back the magic to that number 37 shirt as well, um, which was previously <laughs> owned by um, Roberto Pereira, another South American. So I'm loving that. I'm loving all these players picking up the, all the old shirt numbers as well. And the another guy is picking up an old shirt number. And I, I, I was devastated that he's actually wearing this because I thought they, they retired the number 11 shirt after the stint of Adam Messina. Um, is um, Ferreira? How how did you think he did on his debut? I thought he, he maybe struggled early on, but then mm. he he got better, or or maybe he he looks better going forward than what he is defend defensively in that 45 minutes. Yeah, again, I think it's it's a bit difficult to to make a a, a real decision about him or, or a judgment on him, but he did struggle initially, and for the reasons we've said before, it's it's completely expected coming from a uh, coming from a completely different league, different country, um, and <laughs> and facing Blackpool. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he, I think he got caught positionally a couple of times, lost a couple of headers, um, and I think he got bailed out by. Um, by Sierra Alta, I think it was, um, where he was got caught on the back foot. Um, but yeah, fortunately, we were, we were playing a, an out of form Blackpool side. Um, yeah, so ho- hopefully, he's a one that can um, push it. Well, like like all of them, hopefully, they can push on. Um, it didn't sound as though he was necessarily Billich's um, priority in the transfer window. <laughs> so I wonder how those is their uh, Billich's comments went down, but uh. Yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily a particular need, but I guess we're going to need some competition for Ngaki. I, I, I wasn't wasn't keen on him yesterday. Didn't think he played that well. So, you know, right competition, and if he can even push on, um, pushing Gaki on, that's that's going to be for the benefit of the team. Yeah, definitely, competition is going to make it healthy, and it will only make that side of that pitch stronger. Um, what are you making of Mario Gaspar in the centre of part? I, I don't know about you, but I'm absolutely loving it. I think he, he looks more comfortable there. Um, he's getting stuck in. I, I like that he picked up a yellow card as well yesterday. yesterday. He just, yeah, I, I'm really enjoying watching him play in that centre midfield. I'm a big fan of players like um, like Gaspar. Um, you know, he's a, he's a cultured player. You know, he's he's been there, done it all. I think. He's got a couple of caps for Spain, perhaps. I, th- I think he's got a couple of caps for Spain. You know, he's played in the Europa League. He's a he's a real club legend at Villarreal. Um, and you know, there was no reason for him to come to Watford. Really, um, it's, it's not as though that would be the last thing to to tick off on your career before you retire. Um, you know, and he's 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 not a young youngster either. So I think it 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 was a bit unfair sticking him in it, sticking him in, in at right back. Um, 
particularly you know in the early days um, where we needed very quick full, uh, wing backs. But yeah, I, th- I think he's, he, he's showing his experience positionally. He's uh, he's disrupting in midfields, um, you, you know, breaking up the, the opposition attacks and just playing playing the ball sim- simple. And sometimes that's, that's all you need. Um, yeah, I, th- I think he's been a, a very good stand-in and a surprising one, I think, for most people in the centre, but a, a welcome one. And, and you know, that, that team that, that ended the game yesterday was very young. You know, we've, we've clearly, with all these injuries, got an absence of experience and, and players like Gaspar um, will, will, will benefit, certainly the youngsters. Yeah, definitely. And it, his performance was probably helped by the return of Hamza Chowdhury as well. Hamza doesn't shy away from challenges. And when Watford needed it yesterday, I thought he, he added that bite into the midfield. And when it was a bit flat in the stands, you, you kind of needed Hamza Chowdhury to slide in and win a ball. And it would get the fans back on side. And he delivered on a couple of occasions yesterday. But Hamza Chowdhury, we've we've said it before, I don't think you realise what he does to the team until he's missing from that side. And yesterday he came back and he offered exactly what Watford needed. That was a superb 60 minutes, wasn't it, um, Tom? Slavin Bilic said that he was always going to get 60, 70 minutes because he was just coming back from injury. It was a relief that he didn't pick up a hamstring injury during that um, return, which we've seen like uh, lately. But good, solid return from Hamza. Yeah, Big fan, as I'm sure you know, Ben, but I'm a big fan of, of Hamza. I was a bit surprised that he didn't show any rustiness. He's been out for a few weeks. Um, yeah, it was, it was great to have him back. He, he made some real vital defensive contributions there. And we, we I don't think we've got a player really as, as like him in that position. Um, that uh, I've said it I've said it plenty of times in the past. reminds me a bit of um, Valon Barami in his sort of tenaciousness and... Um, destructiveness in the middle uh, I, th- I think yeah th- I mean the first half we were a bit um, lacking attacking penetration and it was it was a bit flat as you said and he's the sort of player that will um, that will get the crowd going a little bit with a with a real sort of fierce tackle um, yeah big fat big fan of his and I hope he can stay fit for the rest of the season and, and beyond in a, hopefully in a yellow shirt as well and it goes back to me saying about how people feel disconnected and that one player I do feel connected to is Hamza Chowdhury. And it's strange because he's a lone player, but the way he leaves absolutely everything on the pitch is what I want to see from a Watford player. And he, he, he delivers and we've actually got a song for him as well. And you know, when Watford fans feel something towards a player, you get a song. Um, and I was thinking yesterday, because we've got a song for Ismail Asar now, don't we, Tom? Uh, that was being chanted in the rookery. Uh, the only three Watford players, really, or four players, you, you've got Daniel Batman, when, if they've got a song for him, Super Danny Batman. You've got Joe Pedro. You've got Hamza Chowdhury. And now he's Mel Asar. So Watford fans are f- slowly getting songs for players in this side. And we've not had that for a long time. And maybe is, is that a sign of the Watford fans slowly having a connection with some of these players, Tom, do you reckon? Yeah, I, th- I think so. It shows appreciation for them, and it always helps if they've got a, got a surname that rhymes with something or fits into a song. <laughs> uh, I think we, we were struggling with Sar for a while, but um, yeah. yeah, we we got a, brought a, a classic back um, to get to get you know to sing in the stands. Um, but yeah, 
I can see see why people love him. I love him. He's just exactly as a as a someone that's grown up watching a lot of English football and British football. You just love a tackle, don't you? You know, a real sort of gritty 50-50. And you know he's he's going to give it his all, as you said. Um, and, you know, nine times out of ten, he's going to win win those tackles. Yeah, I just love the hair as well. And I don't know why, when I see him, I, just, I think, it, it, I, I don't know if he's like a long-lost member of diversity as well. <laughs> Every time I see him, I think he's just going to start breakdancing. <laughs> I tell you what, you might see, if we do well towards the end of the season, you might see a few of those wigs popping up in uh, in the stands. Oh, we'll, we'll get this going. We'll, we'll start doing a uh, a hands of Chowdhury appreciation day, maybe like last home game or something, and just get everyone to buy wigs on Amazon or something and turn up. Imagine everyone coming through the turnstiles with uh, hands of Chowdhury <laughs> wigs, and it'll be it'll be a sight. Everyone walking down Occupation Road, just. Yeah, that's what we want to see. Uh, but we've mentioned him very briefly there, Tom. Ismail Asar, I thought it was it was he was on it yesterday. I don't know if that's because it's January. Um, I've seen people mention that before, or was it just because it was against Blackpool as well, uh, against a side where he knew he could probably perform well against them. But I thought it was phenomenal, Tom. I thought that's probably one of the best complete performances from Ismail Asar for a very long time. Yeah, well, he he needs to step up in this team because it it, it lacks, well, certainly up until um, you know potentially uh, Martins gets going, it does lack a bit of creativity. So we're hoping for you know it costs a lot of money. We know what sort of what he can do on his day. Um, so he he needs to step up, and he he did. He looked hungry yesterday, um, and he had to ride a few rough challenges as well. He was clearly targeted by Blackpool. But he still, you know, continued, and he was he was integral in that win yesterday. Um, and he scored a penalty as well. <laughs> when he when he sort of walked up to it, I I thought, oh dear, we know what's going to happen here, don't we? But I think well, get from my my angle, it looked as though he gave the keeper the eyes and um, and sent him the wrong way. But yeah, they're more more of those performances are what we need from Saar, and ultimately they're the performances that are going to buy him his move, uh, earn him his move. Um, yeah, you know, he he probably doesn't want to go to a Crystal Palace. He's got higher um, higher ambitions than that. But he just he has to put it out on the pitch because he's he's clearly, I think, talent wise, our best player. Um, and as you said, it's January, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was Star's seventh goal of the season. It's his thirty first for the club in one hundred and thirteen appearances. We just want to see more performances of that. Um, calibre from Sark we all know he can deliver like that I think it's a bit of self-belief with Sark sometimes like am I really that quick yes you are now run because you can beat a man he just looked dangerous yesterday he just looked on it from the off and like you say that's what we need from Ismail Asar we need to see it more often we need to see it week in week out we want to see the same against Rotherham on Saturday and hopefully we do get to see that um, what did you make of the performance altogether though Tom 2-0 victory at home against Blackpool it's kind of what you would have wanted coming away from it you would have wanted to pick up three points but performance wise would you happy with the performance I think results-wise, it was one of those we we had to win. Really, Blackpool, as we mentioned earlier, was, was struggling. Um, you, you've got if you've got any promotion ambition, you you must be winning those sort of games, especially at home. I think there was a stat that we'd won before yesterday's game. We'd won half of our home games, and that's not really 
um, promotion form. So, the, yeah, these are the games that, that we need to be winning. I mean, we've got a lot of injuries, so we're in a unique position in that sense. But regardless, if, if you, we've got to ride, the, ride out these times and, and, and pick up points. Um, I, I thought I don't think Blackpool really offered that much yesterday mm. in terms of well, I thought they were quite happy to sit on a point time wasting from about <laughs> about half time I think it was yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah it, it got got over the line um, a couple of decent moments and I think the subs at half time changed it really um, so props to Billich for that and the, you know the shape that changed um, but yeah I think we, we're the first half was was solid, but we I didn't think we were very threatening, and we need to need to have have our foot on the gas a bit more, I think. But you, you know, a win's a win. They'll learn from that, and hopefully, it's a building platform. You know, the galvanising effect of the youngsters coming in, playing well, scoring a goal. Hopefully, that gives the whole squad a lift, and we can kind of start from here. We, we've said it a few times now, you know, after a win, <laughs> hopefully we can start, this can be the, the platform in which we can go on a good run. Um, yeah. I, th- I think it, what yesterday proved is that we've got players in the background that can step up and, and perform. And I, I don't feel as though we've had the sense of that prior to yesterday. I think we've had a, you know, a strong first 11 and then, you know, players that haven't had much game time, very rusty, struggling, probably don't know that they don't consider themselves first teamers anyway but with the with the youngsters coming you know hunger desire you know perhaps lacking a, a little bit of quality but yeah i just no one can rest on their laurels i don't think now um and we're we're going to be stronger with with the players that come back to fitness um and hopefully they can find out the reason for all these injuries i don't know uh whether the pitch needs to be ripped up and looked at or what needs to happen, but it is a bit strange. Yeah, I hope hopefully they get to the bottom of it. But yeah, three points for Watford. It's, it's what the doctors ordered. We've got Rotherham coming up next um, on Saturday. It's another game where you fancy Watford to take all three points. And if you're serious about promotion, you, you've got to be winning these games. Um, Sheffield United won again yesterday, so the... The gap is still 11 points. Um, it was interesting during the week, actually, Tom. Ben Manga says that the top two's gone. Uh, and then Slavin Bilic just came out with with quotes from Andrew French saying that he disagrees and he, he feels that they're not out of reach. Where do you stand with this? Um, are you more with Bilic thinking that we've still got to play Sheffield United? That's three points you can claw back then. It's the championship's a slog, isn't it? Absolutely, it's, it's a long slog, and anyone can beat anyone. That that old cliche. I think I'd, I'd have been disappointed if Billich would have said that the top two are gone. You know, yeah. they're, they're not up for grabs. Um, that's exactly what you don't want to be hearing from from the current head coach, <laughs> and he probably wouldn't would be uh, wouldn't be current head coach for too much longer if that dripped into the side. But yeah, I'm, I'm not sure whether there was a, a meaning behind a deeper meaning behind Manga's comments. Um, he seems to have come in with a quite a broad remit. Um, and I, I hope that he's trusted to implement his, his policies and his way of working, which was so successful at Frankfurt. I think the jury's out on that, uh, knowing, uh, knowing our owner as, as we do. Um, but something clearly needed to change. And I, I'm, I'm glad the noises from the club 
and from Manga himself seems to suggest that we're try, trying a different direction. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know how much influence he had yesterday over the, the academy youngsters coming in. Um, I'm not sure whether that's something that he's pinpointed with Billich, but yeah, onwards and upwards, hopefully. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, it's exciting times ahead. Uh, I think I think the, the Martins deal was probably done and dusted before Manga turned up. Same with Kone, but I think Jal Ferreira is the one at the moment where obviously the links with Helena Costa and Benfica. So I think that's a, a manga um, addition. Um, so hopefully um, that will be decent for Watford. Um, but yeah, just quickly before we wrap it up, Tom, um, the new edition of the Golden Pages is out, isn't it? Um, is it issue 28? It is, yeah. 20, I've got a copy here. I'm really... I, I don't like to blow my own trumpet, but I'm really impressed with that. That's my own work. So. Did I, you I think do that worth... yourself, that look, the, the cover? Yeah, well, I, I did the, the Pedro, um, the image itself, but the, the background yeah. is... Uh, I got that from elsewhere. Um, but yeah, that, that's brilliant. absolutely chuffed with, with how that went yesterday. That's been long in the, long in the making, this one. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I've had some brilliant contributions on it, and it, 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 I, when I started it, it was a quite a, a dark period for Watford. We're going through a bad run of form. There's a lot of negativity, so I, I focused on the the great Derby Day um, that we had recently. Oh, so I've, I've got a section on that, which bridge. yeah, there's, well, there's a few pages devoted to it. So you <laughs> know, after after a loss, maybe maybe um, people can can pick that up and, and cheer themselves up, but. Yeah, a good good first day of sales. I'll be as ever outside the the front of well, right near the shop uh, and opposite the red line um, before kick off. So pick up a, a copy of that three pounds. Um, if you can bring coins, that's much appreciated because I haven't, can't take card yet. But yeah, it's a, it's a good read. Um, yeah, yeah, fantastic. It it, it looks good. Um, I saw good reviews of it on Twitter yesterday. A few people saying they've got the the new copy and it's well worth a read um i think there's a half term report in there you talked about the, the derby day um so yeah make sure you go see tom uh, for the robin united game he'll be standing near the graham taylor statue opposite the red lion um yeah make sure that you bring your cash uh, three pounds and it's well worth a read um tom thank you very much for joining me tonight um it's been nice to actually talk about three points for once eh? Yeah, no, it's, it's always great to be on, Ben. Really appreciate you inviting me. And yes, yeah, it's got a smile on my face, so, as you have as well. So yeah, yeah hope, hopefully a few more of these down the line between, uh, between now and the, the end of the season. Let's hope so. Fingers crossed. Hopefully six days time against Rotherham United, we'll have bigger smiles on our faces. But we support Watford Football Club, so anything can happen. Um, but yeah. Thank you for watching everyone tonight. Um, if you like the video, don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Um, and me and Mike will be back for the review of the Rotherham United game next Sunday. Stay safe, everyone, and come on, you ones. Sports Social Podcast Network.